Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I'm not going away with some dirty Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Hello, welcome to Achtung Millwall. Welcome to the show this week. Big welcome to our special guest, Mr. Omar Ronane. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on, as always, Nick. Thank you for coming on, Omar. I'm, I'm, you're my eyes of the game yesterday. As you know, I had a, a mishap en route yesterday. Listeners may may not be aware of this, but I had a flat tyre driving over to the game. I never made the game yesterday. Sounds like I, I missed a cracker from what I'm reading online, Omar. Um, what, what a great result it was yesterday. 1-0 one, one to the Lions. Yeah, I mean, it was the kind of, it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was a crackering performance, so to speak, but it was one of those performances where the Lions turned up and um, we got the crucial win and obviously made it 11 games unbeaten and we managed to claw our way into the playoffs. So, in general, positives all around yesterday, even though we had a few injuries by the seams of things and it was a perfect result. Gritty is the one of the words I've written down on um, from one of the, 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 the you know reports online, um, and you're right. I mean that was a, a changed eleven, wasn't it? A changed starting eleven. We've got um, uh, I've written here one the, one of the best strikers in the league out with Lee Gregory injured, I believe calf strain. I, I think I saw online. Yeah. And um, you know a second string midfield with no disrespect to Jimmy Abdu and, and to Callum Butcher, but. Um, we've lost Ben Thompson and Sean Williams, who was um, otherwise engaged with the birth of his of his baby. Um, and that's 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 one of the best midfields in the league as well. So that's quite a loss for any club to take. And you know, to pull off a result in those circumstances, a massive tribute to the squad and its its depth. Absolutely. I mean, going into the game yesterday beforehand during the week, I was a bit sceptical because Southend themselves. I mean, they're not got eleven games unbeaten now, how we are, but they're a side that have. Turned down, turned over some decent teams in recent weeks, and yeah, um, they, I think yeah. they beat Scunthorpe last week as well. And obviously, Scunthorpe were top of the league at the point in the time. So, I mean, I was a bit skeptical going into the game. No one really knew why Gregory was missing, why Williams. Obviously, I think they said obviously he was expecting his kid anytime soon. But obviously, Thompson was a huge miss as well, and he's probably they're probably three players you'd argue at first names on the team sheet week in week out. So, I mean, for the players to come in, I think I was really impressed. I like Callum Butcher. I think um, yeah, he's not had yeah, his he's not yeah. had his chance in the team yet to kind of stamp his authority. I mean, you can't blame. Harris for choosing Williams and Thompson week in week out because they are our two best midfielders but I think it shows the squad depth we've got and I was really impressed with Fred up front obviously getting the goal and I think all round it was a really really good squad performance and you can't argue with that. 
I mean, the numbers do their own talking, I don't know, you're right, 11, 11 games unbeaten now. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm going back to the promotion season of 2001, last time I remember, um, you know, a, a Millside going that number of games unbeaten. I know we've got some cup games in there, but that, that, that does include victories over Premier League opposition. So that's a fantastic run at, um, you know, with, with a squad that hasn't cost much money, is it? I mean, I, I, <laughs> someone posted online, how, how, how the fuck we do this? You know, um, we are, it's, it's a small miracle being produced at the moment to, to grind out these results and these performances. It's, it's a real tribute to Neil Harris and the players, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think if you kind of look at the team now, it's a team that reflects the manager and his personality and the way he plays. I think it's a team that has got a bit of know-how to them, a bit of steel at the back, and there's a lot of pace in it as well. I think yesterday what surprised me was obviously having Fred in the side, having O'Brien, having Wallace. On the counter-attack, we were absolutely immense. And I mean, Gregory offers a lot for us up front when we missed him big time yesterday, but I did enjoy seeing a kind of different side to our attacking play, and it was definitely different to see, and by all means, we deserved the win. I mean, against 10 men, which I'm sure we'll get too shortly, but yeah. I think it was definitely a well-earned win. Big result, puts us in the top six. Um, cup game against Leicester, uh, looming next Saturday. Uh, and a midweek game, of course, against Port Vale. And, and Neil Harris, I think, just speaking to the official site yesterday, said, as they always do, as they always must go, that, that you know, yesterday's result, as great as it was, is nothing if you can't reproduce the goods again on, on Tuesday. Um, it, it's quite an attritional time of the year, really, isn't it? The game's come... Are thick and fast at the moment. It's it's a big strain on the squad. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like I said, it's good that we've got the kind of squad depth we've got at the moment. I mean, you look at the back four, there's different options across the back four. You look in midfield, there's different options. You're looking up front, obviously, you've got Steve Morrison, you've got Lee Gregory, and obviously you've got Fred who can do a job. You've got O'Brien and, of course, Harry Smith. So we've got the squad depth that seems to almost put us up there now and we've seemed to put a string of results together and we're only looking up. So it's definitely looking good. Obviously, we've got to pick up the win on Tuesday night. We've got to forget about Saturday for now, but... Obviously, Tuesday is the big game for us now. It is. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, league success. I mean, it's going to the top six, um, which wasn't looking such a such a, a prospect a, f- a few weeks ago, you know, um, prior to uh, December. You wouldn't have, wouldn't have put your house on it. Um, but the red card yesterday, I want to I touch on that. Um, you were there and I wasn't, so I, I'm, I'm going by what I read on, online. Um, some South End voices are saying it, it, it was no more than the yellow and that we had a touch of fortune to get the red card. Some are saying that Craig used all of his experiences, shall we put it that way, to to um, maximise the situation. How did you see it on, on the day? Yeah, I mean, I think early doors, Craig got booked for a tackle on the same geezer. And I was thinking, is this? Is, is, you could tell Craig was a bit cagey, knowing he's <clears> on the yellow card early doors. Is yeah. he going to kind of like, are they going to try and target him and try and get him sent off themselves? But obviously, I think it was, to me at the time, it was a red card in the modern day football, as they say. It's, it's like one of those where it goes in with excessive force. And right. to me, it looked like a red card at the time. Um, and obviously, Craig did obviously know, have his know-how there, stay on the floor, look like it, milk it a little bit more, you could say. But it was, <laughs> <laughs> but it was 100% to me at the time, a red card in modern day football, as they say. Well, Neil, Neil Harris, I think, in the press conference said that, um, you know, speaking about Sonny Craig, he's a hard man. He is a hard man. We all know that. And he doesn't go down unless he's hurt, um, which is true. But when, you know, experience comes into play sometimes, Omar, doesn't it? If you, you know, if you're, if you're looking to work the advantages and you've got that challenge that's been made on you, well, 
you know, maybe stay down a few seconds more than you need to. I don't know. It's, it's um, that's modern football, isn't it? Um, I, I, when it works for you, it's fantastic. When it works against you, you feel aggrieved. And I guess that's how the South End fans are feeling at the moment. Yeah, I mean, to me though, I, I feel like it's it's that was a red card, and right. I can understand their frustrations at the time. But I think, like I said, I, what I was worried about was Craig getting a booking early doors. But obviously, that done us big favors by the, the player getting back one, as you can say, and getting sent off. So. There you go. Good for us. Good for us. Um, so down to 10 men, South End. How did we look against 10 men? I, 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 I sometimes think, as, as we've said a few times on this show, that we never look as good against 10 as we do against the 11. How do we, how do we handle it yesterday? Uh, oh, it's the classic mill, isn't it? I think, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think it's, how we set up today was, uh, yesterday, was basically to play on the counter-attack quite a bit, I think. I think South Bend have players in the side that like to keep hold of the ball, and we didn't have like Sean Williams in the side no, or anyone that no. can kind of keep hold of the ball. And I think what was good was you had power in midfield because you had the likes of Butcher, who also was like, capable of getting the ball and running straight at the uh, South Bend the defence. And yeah. the same with, obviously, Fred with the counter-attack, you have O'Brien with the pace, and obviously you've got Jed Wallace, so I think even though we went down to 10 men, we still had control and there was, it was felt like we was in control of the game and it was inevitable we was going to get that goal, which we eventually did. But you could tell that it wasn't the dominance as you might associate with teams when they get hold of the game and they're against playing against 10 men, playing it wide. But we got the job done in the end. So I think as Mill, it's, it's good enough for us. Good goal by Fred, a header, I believe, from a, from a Cummins cross, I read. Yeah, I mean, Cummins done well. He, I think he beat the man, play it, put the ball in with his left foot and um, on the right-hand side. And Fred was there, by all means, buried it in the opposite corner. So a very, very good header. And I think well-deserved for him yesterday. He gets he gets his stick, I think, Fred. I mean, he's one of those where he, some people say he's got all the pace but no end product. But mm. yesterday he proved exactly what he can offer to us, breaking the first line defence, almost doing the Gregory well. He's not quite, obviously, the Lee Gregory striker. But to me, I think he truly deserved that goal yesterday and deserved to grab the headlines. Well done, Fred. I mean, I, I like him as a striker more than I like him on on the wing. Omar. I don't know where you stand on that issue. Yeah, I think I prefer. I think he's best position is the modern number 10 as they say behind mm. the striker but also in the middle and just trying to cause havoc and see his pace is he's unbelievably improved recently as well and I think he's a player that we need to keep hold of I'm not sure what's the latest on the contract talks as always but he, his agent's he, gone on holiday or something hasn't he? he's got his, supposedly. He, he, he's, he's dropped his phone in the toilet or something I don't know what he's done but he's, he can't be obtained at the moment the so. usual you hear oh he's the same agent as Adam O'Lookman at Everton and oh is he trying to get a move here but I think Fred just needs to focus on his football and he seems to be doing that and he truly deserved to grab the headlines yesterday and really improved and I was superb up front with Morrison. Fred is a great story. I mean, I, I, I like Fred. I think he's, I think he's got all the right ingredients. He probably does need um, a couple of more years of maturity to start to realise his potential. And you'd say, you know, if you're advising him, um, leaving aside club loyalties, that somewhere like Mill was the best place for him to be rather than, I don't know, the fringes of an Arsenal or an Everton or some, some place like that. But um, no, it's a great story. Local boy come through the ranks, and he he, he does have something, doesn't he? I mean, to to bury that chance yesterday was um, the striker's instinct. You know, um, not everyone can do that. Yeah, definitely. And I think he's he's coming close to 100 games in league football already, and he's only 20 years old. So people compare him to O'Brien. O'Brien's like two or three years older than him. He's going to become, if he's good now, he's going to become even better in a few years' time. And he seems to have really improved his all-round game. And like I said, that finish yesterday was top draw. I think if it was Gregory, we'd all be lauding him for it. And like rightly so, we should be in the same for Fred. I mean, we are blessed with some good forwards. When you stop, step back a moment, I mean, I know that O'Brien has his critics, and uh, we, we all hear the same things, I'm... Um, 
but he gets goals. Um, Lee Gregory, Steve Morrison, we know all about. Fred on your dinner. There are teams out there that lack cutting edge at all. I mean, I'm gathering that's what South End's um, failing was yesterday. So to have a you know an array of, of talent, and we've got youngsters like Harry Smith on the bench. It's it, it's it's a fortunate position to be in in, in many respects. Yeah, I think it's it's been our credit, really. I think the last couple of seasons, we've been a side that's always scored goals. And started the season, the problem was stopping the goals against us. But we've seemed to have worked both out and keeping clean sheets for fun at the moment. And while we're scoring goals and keeping clean sheets, we're only going to win games and keep going up the table. So we seem to have found the winning formula, as they say. Now, someone posted on, on uh, Twitter... Um, the late penalty shout for uh, for South End, um, which I'd only read about. I just looked at it before I gave you a call today. Um, it's one of those where I, I mean, in watching it, it's on a GIF, so it goes over and over and over. And each time it happens, you can see how you could have walled it, and maybe you wouldn't think it was a penalty. Um, it wasn't the nailed-on decision that I think some have said on online. Um, how did it look in real time within the ground? Did it? Did you think it was a penalty? Yeah, I think at the time it felt like. It was one of those we got away with, but you can also see what the fool is trying to do there, get across Tony Craig, because yeah. Tony Craig makes no attempt to get across the player and trip him up or anything like that. It's one of those where the player's trying to get in front of him and knowing there's going to be contact. To me, if I was Mill, that'd be I'd be begging for a penalty if that was the other way around. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it just depends how you look at it. Obviously, we're saying it's not a penalty. South Bend are saying it's 100% the penalty. Phil Brown's in the headlines afterwards saying 100% the penalty and all that kind of stuff. But to me, I think we got away with it, you would say. But in general, I think the referee, I think it was a Premier League referee, Andre Marino, who's been demoted a couple of times for poor performances. Okay. I, I think he had a poor game yesterday as well. I mean, he got the red card right, but there was a couple of occasions where he felt like the referee was against both sides or weren't entirely sure how to like what he was doing officiating the game but I think in general I mean I'd say the penalty wasn't by far south end I definitely would say it was a penalty Andre Mariner sounds like he's doing a renewal start at the very top and work your way downwards quite rapidly <laughs> but anyway we'll come on to that later um yeah, Neil Harris's man management is another note I've made to myself here. I mean, he made some big calls yesterday, really. I mean, bringing back Cummins in in defence, and obviously the, you know, that was the assist, wasn't it, for the goal, the decisive goal, his cross. That was a big call because Romeo last week. I don't know if you went to Coventry, Omer, but I thought Romeo looked um, looked pretty good, having been recalled from the, from the wilderness, and um, you know the percentage call would have been to name him again. But clearly, Harris felt this was the kind of game where. Cummins' his age and, and depth would uh, would come into play. That's a that, that's a big decision, really. Yeah, I think um, he's he's kind of got the he knows what I think he knows what he's looking for, and he's quite. It's easy now where we've got the squad to pick the team based on the opponents. And I think yesterday was coming against decent uh, midfield in South End United. And I was thinking, I can understand why he's chose Cummings. He offers more defensively compared to Romeo, who's good defensively, but Romeo offers a lot more going forward. So I think it was a good call. Obviously, we're saying that afterwards when he's assisted and we've won the game. But I think credit to Harris. He's definitely, he knows what he's doing, you can say. And obviously, we never doubted it. But it was definitely the right choice to play Cummings yesterday and fair play. It made some of the pre match. Um, so I'm sitting in my car with a flat tyre, you know, quite fuming that I'm not going to make the game. And so I'm just looking at some of the pre-match um, comment, right, waiting for the AA to show up. Um, and they're saying to me, you know, people are saying, fuck the league, let's go for the cup, because the, uh, they've got uh, Abdu and, and Butcher as the midfield. I, <laughs> it does make you laugh the kind of um, the overreaction that you get when, when circumstances force changes, because that's not a bad midfield. Callum Butcher and Jimmy Abdu is not a bad choice. You wouldn't be your first choice, but... Sounds like you know Jimmy for his awkward factor and Butcher for the uh, the box to box type of um, role he brings. I, 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 it makes me laugh sometimes the way people um, 
don't know. They, they, they overreact to the situation. It wouldn't be Millwall, I suppose, otherwise. It's, would it? it's the classic. It's the classic Millwall fans, isn't it? Really. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, there. Sorry, but yeah. Um, I think, like I said, it was it was definitely an interesting lineup, and I think a lot of people were brought like back by it, thinking, "Oh, hang on, what have we done here? What's going on?" But I mean, Cummins coming into the side wasn't the headline. It was obviously a butcher and Abdu in the middle. Abdu, but yes. again, again, it shows the squad depth we've got, and I think it's credit to the likes of Abdu and Butcher for coming into the side and doing a job because it's easy to kind of come into the side and fall to pieces on their first challenge or anything like that but they've done the opposite they shirked away from that and 100% they just put in a performance that we needed from them yesterday and by all means helped us win the game Mark's out of 10 time there Omar uh, Jordan Archer I gather didn't have an awful lot to do um, but what he did do he did okay what, what, what would you give him out of 10 yeah, I mean, recent weeks we've obviously started to keep clean sheets and confidence. I think Archer's one of those players that thrives on building up his confidence. And I mean, he didn't do much yesterday. He didn't have to do much at all, really. But I, I was really like impressed by the way he came out to claim the corners. And I think in in the months leading up to Christmas time, he, he definitely went off his game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he went flappy, but, didn't he? Flappy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. But I think you can tell the confidence in the keeper at the moment. And 100%, I think maybe a six or seven. Not much to do, so I'd say a six. But again, really assured at the back and helpful for us to win the game. Yesterday. Yeah, you can only do what you've what you got got to do. So that's that's that sounds fair. Tony Craig, you drew a yellow yesterday. Um, how would you mark him on yesterday's performance? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he got the job done in the end. Nothing special from Tony Craig, but again, because he got booked early doors, I was a little bit worried, but he managed to obviously nurse that through to the end of the game and kind of led at the back for us. And I think really improved over recent weeks as well. Yeah, <clears> I agree. Left back. Yeah. More natural position for him. Obviously, we know centre-back is where he wants to play, but I think with Cooper and Webster, you're not going to get into the side at the moment. In that he, he should get nowhere near it. With those... <laughs> <laughs> Tony, if but, you're listening, mate, don't go anywhere near it. It's not your place. <laughs> but fair play to Craig. I mean, like if you're looking... And again, we were saying back to when we went through the bad run of form, he was obviously one of the first we all jumped on. And I say rightly so, but maybe it was a bit of an overreaction at the time. But I think Craig's definitely improved in recent weeks and you're not speaking about him. So he's doing something right, I guess. And 100% he done well yesterday. So I'd say a six, not much to do for him again. And job done. I think the leadership side of it is what I've noticed. I mean, again, going back last week and the week before, um, you're not noticing his 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 um, bad performance, if, if that's the right way to put it. Um, but clearly, he, he brings a certain presence and an experience, judging by what happened yesterday. So, you know, fair play to Tony Craig. He took a he took a pounding online, and um, he's come through it. But that's that's because he's got character. Hundred uh, percent. Jake Cooper, I like Jake Cooper. Um, someone I was just reading before I called you. Um, our chance, someone rate their chances of actually signing him long term as point zero zero one percent after the end of the season. But he does bring a, a real um, strength and, and presence in that central defence zone, doesn't he? Absolutely. I think he brings a bit of quality as well. He's not your ball-playing defender no. that looks to play the ball 50 yards diagonally here or there. He just he's To me, he reminds me so much of Paul Robson, but left-footed version and younger. Yeah, he does he does the job. He comes into the side. He's not necessarily a leader, but he will definitely develop into that one day. I can see that in him, I think. But he just he does his job. He plays percentages. No risk in any dodginess. It's, it's just simple. If he's under pressure, he's going to play the ball out. But if he's going to take it down, he's going to. And I think, by all means, he wins every single header due to being six foot six so you'd think he would but again I think he reminds me so much of really of Paul Robertson and I mean if we can keep hold of him for even another season on loan or even trying to convince him to come down I think Reading they've signed a few centre-halves in the January window and spent a bit of money on them so is he going to get a game there it's hard to say but I mean if we can keep hold of Cooper I wouldn't complain whatsoever 
No, he is one to try and break the bank for, John Berylson, if you're listening uh, to the show. I hope you are. Um, I, I do agree. I, I, it reminds me of, you're right, I'll make you right for the Paul Robinson comparison and going back further, Darren Maud in his, in his pomp. Um, mm-hmm. And if you really want to go back a long way, um, and I do, Omer, um, Barry Kitchener in his, in his time, and that's a big name to throw into the mix, but the, the Cooper has the same kind of physical presence and his younger bloke than Kitch, obviously, in, in, in my time. But um, he, he induces calmness around him, and that's what Kitch did, and that's what Cooper does. Um, Webster, Byron, alongside him, looks a player transformed to have a, a running mate that he can trust, doesn't he? Yeah, and I think it's the partnership was just there from day one, and it's by all means it's credit to both of them, and they just the balance seems to be there perfectly. We was begging for someone to come in and replace Beavers. We thought we found that with Hutchinson leading up to Charlton games and yeah. games like that, but by all means the Cooper coming in and being left footed, Webster seems to have just kind of returned to the form of last season as well. And by all means, I think Webster and Cooper both yesterday just got the job done. It's the same for the whole team, really. I mean, no standouts. I think Fred was immense, obviously, which we'll get onto again with the ratings. But Webster and Cooper just got their job done, and that's all you can really ask for. And both bring a real aerial threat, corners, set pieces. That's uh, Again, just going back to, to the Rico Stadium last week, when both of those boys go forward, your, the defence, you know, the, the, the opposition defence are looking around. They, they've got two big blokes they would normally have only have one to contend with. And then you've also got Steve Morrison lurking. So that there is a real um, aerial presence now whenever we, we, we go forward for the set pieces. And I, I just like that. Defensively, we look much sounder. And we look... Yeah. We look, we look dangerous going forwards on from the set pieces, don't we? Yeah, they they cause havoc in both boxes. And if the ball's played in the box, you put your money on them to beat a opposition player to it. And I think it's funny, like when you look through this team, you just compare it to teams that have been successful for us in seasons gone by, and it's just it just feels like a side that's been nurtured, and it just feels like a side that's almost ready to challenge and push up. And it's a team that is all put together based on what Harris has seen in these past as well. And I think when you compare it to the likes of obviously Paul Robinson, box to box, he would of course have a can go to score some score some goals. Yep. You've obviously got Darren Wall, like you said, and those players that came to the side and just centre offs that seem to have a knack of scoring goals. And these two have definitely caused havoc in both boxes. What scores we're giving? Coops and, and Webster in that case, Omar. How many out of 10 for both, mate? Um, is six a D grade? I don't think six is a bad rating. I think six is suggesting they got the job done, and in both cases they did yesterday, and so I'd, I'd give them a six. All right. That's, you're harsh. You're harsh, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me never to buy a second-hand car off you. Uh, <laughs> Cummings. Cummings um, brought back into the side. Did well for the cross. Did he, Did you like the rest of his performance yesterday? Yeah, I mean, like I said, he's brought in, obviously, to kind of watch out for the threat of the South End midfield. But obviously, when they went down to 10 men, it kind of gave us a lot less to do in defence. A bit of freedom, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, Cummings done well for the assist. And by that match, I think I'd give him a seventh, obviously, contributing to the only goal of the game. But, I mean... I do prefer Romeo at right back. I think Romeo it does bring something different to the side, but obviously we're going for the tried and test at the moment, and by all means, you can't begrudge Cummins and to give him a 7 out of 10 for yesterday's performance. I suppose Harris's thinking was big game. It's going to be, a, it's going to be the kind of game that you, you saw yesterday, which was a, a full, the full Millwall experience, and you sometimes need the uh, older heads just to ride it through, and I'm guessing that's why you went for Cummings rather than Romeo. Um Aidan O'Brien, he's a, he's a man that divides opinion. We've said this before. I think you and me have had the conversation before, Omar. Um, I like him. Um, some can't seem to um, handle his, his his approach to the game, but I can't see how you can leave him out, to be absolutely honest, of any, any middle side at the moment, just for his goal-scoring potential. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what he brings to the side. I think yesterday, if I don't say how poor he was yesterday, I'll probably get bollocking from people at the game that I'm going to reply to this. <laughs> you were there, and I was sitting I, in the fucking car. <laughs> he really, really was poor yesterday, I have to say. I All think right. it's probably the worst performance I've seen from him in a long, long while. I don't know what it was. I think even he frustrated me yesterday, and I, I don't think I'm someone that gets frustrated when players perform really badly at the time, but he was really poor yesterday. I don't know right. what it was. He was just, he tried to do a bit too much, I think. He came into, like, the, he comes in, he got, he's got the ego about him, which is what I think brings him his goals. And he does, he yeah. definitely warrants to being in the side, don't get me wrong, but I felt... A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like we struggled yesterday with him on the left and with uh, Ferguson coming on later in the game, it, it, it did feel like it gave us a little bit more right. um, on both sides of the team. Obviously, we're trying to stretch the team playing against 10 men, but I think O'Brien, I'd prefer him in the centre. I, I, I mean, I don't think he can lead the line and I don't think he can play on the wing and it's one of those, like, where does he fit into this side? But yeah. I mean, uh, by all means, he scores goals for us, so I can see his merit, and I, I definitely agree why he's in the side. But yesterday, I was really, 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 really poor from him yesterday. I think, but if if I gave him a rating, I'd say probably four or five. Four, was, four. Yeah, I know. Oh. I think people will agree with me. I'm hoping they do. Obviously, they can <laughs> let me know. <laughs> he was. I mean, I, I don't normally use him as the scapegoat, but he was really. Yesterday, poor. he gets it. He gets it clearly. He really, really was poor yesterday. It's, it's uh, the, the Millwall forward line is a crowded place, and I mean Morrison is a must pick. You're not going to, uh, you know, until he then basically until old age takes him away from us, um, he's going to start. And then I can't really see Parsley Gregory as his as his, um, as his oppo, um, but you've got Fred and, and Aiden challenging him for the. You know, it's, it's a crowded um, crowded queue there, isn't it, for that other spot up front. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's, just, it's the conundrum we've got, but it's a nice conundrum to have. Fantastic obviously, conundrum. It's, yeah. it's not something we've had when a few years ago when we got relegated under Mr. Holloway. Um, it's, it's it's definitely it's a nice conundrum to have, but I think you're not going to get in front of Gregory or Morrison at the moment. And I think if you're O'Brien, I think the best position for him in this side is on the left-hand side if he's going to have to play. But I mean, yesterday, I, I, I'll be surprised if he starts on Tuesday, to be honest. But I mean, like I said, it's a nice conundrum to have for us. We've got loads of strikers. We've got Fred coming into the side scoring goals yesterday. We did, we missed Gregory, but when the player comes in for him and plays up front and scores, you can't really complain with that. Absolutely. I'm going to guess that we got the Jimmy, the, the Jimmy Abdu experience, not the Jimmy Hendricks experience, the Jimmy Abdu experience yesterday. <laughs> the, the usual, the usual Jimmy show, I guess. 
Yeah, you're six out of ten reliable Jimmy Abdu. I mean, <laughs> people will slate Jimmy Abdu, but if you're looking for someone to come into the side when you've got injuries or suspension, I don't think you can have a better player no, in your I squad. Agree, I agree, and I agree. And it's, it's like... I can understand you don't want Jimmy Abdu to play your 30 yard passes to like Sean Williams does to make the play go but you want Jimmy Abdu in the side to just do your no nonsense simple passing and just break up play and he done that yesterday and I, I like Jimmy Abdu and I, I mean obviously no I don't like him I love Jimmy Abdu he's, he's, <laughs> he really is a legend and if we need to give him one more year just so he gets his testimonial so everyone in Bermondsey can turn out come to the den I think he's one of the players in modern days for us in our side that goes unnoticed and I think he's often used as like, oh, he can't pass the ball, all this. But Jimmy Abdu, I think you just get six out of ten from him week in, week out. And yesterday, that's all we needed. We know he can't pass. I don't. I think he knows he can't pass. But <laughs> I think everyone in the world, probably even his mum and his dad, knows he can't pass. But he's 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 got a living out of um, English lower league football that, um, which is no easy place to be. He's, he's you know clearly he's uh, he's French. Um, so their, their lower league football is a different ball game over. But he's come and he's made his living out of, out of a really tough environment, mm-hmm. and he's done it by. Producing the goods. Whenever he's picked, he'll give you Jimmy Abdu, that, and you know what you're going to get, Mr. Awkward, arms and legs. And he's, he, if he gets beaten, he's back in front of the ball again, in the flash, and it's invaluable. I, I, I really don't understand people that um, don't see his role and and what he brings to the squad because I mean he's a squad player, he's not, not a first choice pick anymore. But no. um, fantastic, fantastic player, long time servant. I agree absolutely about um, giving him another contract, keeping him here for his testimonial. I'd certainly come to that one, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Callum Butcher, you like Callum Butcher? You said earlier on, I think, um, Omar. Yeah, I mean, he just brings a bit more of a physical presence in the middle. Obviously, Thompson is your short butt in your face, and we loved Ben Thompson for we that, do. and we don't want Thompson to change. We just want more of that if we can. Um, but I think Butcher brings something different. He's He's got a bit about him, like you explained, the box-to-box midfielder, where he's got a bit of talent on the ball as well. He's capable of picking a pass, but he's also capable of getting in someone's face and winning a header as well. And I like Butcher, I really do. I think he's, he's not had his chance to kind of no. show us what he's all about yet, yeah. and he's only had a few starts here or there, but he's scored a couple of crucial goals as well. So I think he definitely brings these values to the team and I was impressed with him yesterday. I wouldn't say he was a standout in the middle. I think him and Jimmy just got the job done, like I said, for the rest of the team, really. And I think he impressed me yesterday. But again, it's just it was a well job done, basically, for all of us. He needs a run in the squad. It's, it's, it's going to be a struggle all the time that Thompson and Williams are in form. Um, and it's hard to see him being picked over either of those two, to be absolutely honest, other than in these circumstances. But I, every time I've seen Callum Butcher, you, you do get a sense there's a player in us. Someone posted online that there's a player lurking in there and um, it just needs to be nurtured and, and it'll get his chance at some stage. So um, heads up, Callum Butcher. On the wing, Jed Wallace um, hailed as the returning hero. Um, I, 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 I have not seen in... Uh, the, the kind of um, the, the dynamic uh, Jed Wallace of last season, yeah. I mean, I thought Coventry did okay. Um, he still looks a little bit ring rusty, I think, but I'm hoping that will improve over the next uh, few games or so. How did he do yesterday, Omar? On, on the yeah, way? I think we're starting to see him improve slowly but surely. I think there's glimpses yesterday of the Wallace we saw last season, yeah. getting the ball from deep basically attacking his fullback and trying to put a ball in the box and he'd done that a couple of times yesterday and we saw what he was about and we know what Wallace can give us again and I don't think he's a player that will have an off day so to speak that will go missing maybe like how no, Fred might do no, for example no. what you'll get from Wallace is you know he'll get the ball and be honest and try and beat the man and put a ball in the box is what we obviously want and I think yesterday was glimpses we're getting there to the point where we know he's almost there I think at times he does try and do a bit too much at times but he's explosive and he brings that something of you know unease to the defence that we're playing against 
and I think again values his place in the side and definitely he's done well yesterday but we're almost at the point where we're seeing the Jebbles of last season I think which is worth seeing well, how, how many out of 10 would you give, would you give Jed the um, a disclaimer six ain't a uh, negative and I'd say a six again a, a job done and helped the side to get a three points that we really needed um, Ferguson replaced him in the 70th minute um, 20 minutes that you, uh, Ferguson I, I, I like Ferguson in the last 20 minutes I always think he makes a, makes a real impact when he comes on as, a, as an impact sub late less so as a starter did he, did he make a difference yesterday when he came into the game? Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really much to do at that point. I think we was one up and kind of just seeing out the game. But again, he brought the kind of the balance of obviously attacking his fullback and putting balls in the box. And as Wallace, uh, not Wallace, as Ferguson seems to do, really. And I, I do like his impact from the bench. Obviously, we saw that against Watford in the cup. He just came on, put a beautiful, beautiful ball in for Morrison to bury. And I think he has that kind of bit about him where he can come on towards the end of the game and help stretch the defence and obviously get us going on the counter-attack. So I'm going to guess without prejudging you, you're going to give it a Ronane 6. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a band, yeah. doesn't it? The Ronane 6. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not bad for 20 minutes worth of 6 out of 10 from me. It's, it's, don't worry, that's a good rating, believe me or not. <laughs> Up front, Morrison on your dimmer. Did it, did it work as a partnership yesterday? The the Fred and Steve double acts? Enforced yeah. slightly, wouldn't it? But, you know. Yeah, I think we've, because obviously Gregory was injured early point of the season, we have seen this partnership a couple of times and maybe been a bit, the partnership's not obviously as natural as it is for Gregory and Morrison up front, which is understandable. But I do like, I think Fred and Morrison seem to have a good little bit of understanding now. It seems to have improved significantly compared to the start of the season when we had Gregory injured. Um, I think it seems to be there. And I did enjoy it yesterday. And we did seem to cause the likes of Anton Ferdinand's obviously getting a bit of stick from us. But uh, uh, Really? That's, I, I, yeah, that's, that's not like the, <laughs> that's not like the den, is it? Um, uh, but <laughs> I, we did seem to cause the back line a bit of trouble. And I think Fred's pace was just tormenting the experienced defence that they had there. And I think Morrison, it was, uh, I'm going to give him a six out of 10 just to pull out of there quickly. Uh, Morrison <laughs> just done his job and this is what we need. But yep. I think Fred seemed to just, he, he seems to read his uh, knock-ons pretty well yesterday. And I think it was good part partnership in general so a, f- a six for fred i'm, I'm guessing uh seven for fred. a seven a seven a seven there right? we go I think I think if you was about the game yesterday, maybe Nick, I think you might agree with how I'm coming across. I think all right, all right. It was it was I'm, I'm joshing you. I'm joshing you. Right? <laughs> it wasn't a performance where we was um, on top or dominating the game, and you, like was playing like basically all day. Just we could score goals for fun. It was one of those where I think we got away with it, but we was in control of it, so to speak. And luckily, Fred stood up and made it count. And I mean, it was a good finish, and I think he deserves to come out as the man of the match, so to speak. And it was a really well well-worked win for us. Fred Men of the match. I was, I was going to point I was going to ask you on before we uh, we close out. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I, again, I, I, Gritty, I, I mean, I've written a few bits down from people's postings, Gritty being one of them who said that already. Defensively very strong. Someone's posted mm-hmm. just three shots to South End in the whole game. I know they're down to 10 men, but um, that's still a pretty good achievement. Um, Webster was uh, somebody else's choice of man of the match. Um, I'm guessing you can, um, you know, personal taste and take your pick really I, I guess um, and finally one point which I, I have picked up on it goes back to the Anton Ferdinand um, he did the old West Ham X Factor thing didn't he mm-hmm. um, South End fans and we see this quite a lot now South End fans crying online about being the better footballing side um, and how Millwall are basically um, I don't know, rough and you know ready sign of basic side but somehow we seem to keep coming away with the results and you do see this a lot online I mean many many fans seem to claim that they were played the football and we've come away with three points um, interesting isn't it it's this kind of idea that uh, playing knocking the ball around passing there's, there's some there's, there's, a, there's a there's points in that it's not it's how many goals you get 
Absolutely. And I think it's it reflects our manager. And it's like he wasn't a fancy player. He wasn't someone that was capable of taking on 10 players and finishing a chance. He was simply there to score goals. You've got defenders that are there to defend. And there's a there's a there's a formula to this team and it seems to be working and I think we to our credit yesterday I don't think we we weren't as how we might be on some away days where we're punting the ball to Morris and hoping for the best yesterday we did try and get it down on the floor and the likes of Wallace did cause trouble for them and obviously Fred breaking through obviously I think we did miss the likes of Williams in the middle but like I said we got the win yesterday and that's all that really mattered at the end of the season when we look back on this game and say we got three points there that's all that really matters. Just a couple of um, tweets to close out with you, Omar. The fact, uh, Dan on Twitter says it wouldn't be a Millwall win without being able to piss off an entire club's fan base. Fantastic, says Dan. <laughs> Dodgy Dave says lose to Millwall and it's the end of the world. Managers sacked, fans crying, people calling for the FA to remove us. Love it. And and one I did like, which was um, from This Is Millwall. Um, how the fuck we manage this with no money and no squad is something else, honestly. A club built on heart and good and hard work. And I think that probably sums it up, actually. Um, how we manage it, I, I sometimes wonder myself, but we do, don't we? Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's the mill way, as they say, isn't it? We yeah, seem to just get out of trouble when we can and seem to... Obviously, we go in phases of highs and lows, as any club does, but the high is always enjoyable at mill and the lows are just as tormenting as possible, ain't they? So, I mean, just... it's, it's just what we look for and it's what we love about it and... I think it's 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 a different route it's a different route we're taking. We're not trying to spend loads of money. We're trying to produce our own. And if you look at the team yesterday and you say the standouts Fred, he came through our academy and obviously we're doing something right when we're saying that. Forty percent possession for Millwall yesterday, sixty percent to South End, three points to Millwall. Listeners from South End and anywhere else, we are the forty percent. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, Omar. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure um, as always and pulled me out of trouble. Yeah, and I hope people enjoyed the the show. Six out of ten rating, I'll probably give my own. So, yeah. <laughs> Excellent, mate. Thank you very much, Omar. Nice one. Cheers, Nick. Achtung, Mehlball. Lie is the name of the game and I want to play the game with you. Lie Nice to see you, to see you nice. Welcome back, dear listeners. So we're just doing a little bit of a review of the uh, regeneration game, such as it is after yet another tumultuous week online. Now, those of you who follow this little drama on Twitter will know very well that a um, friend of the club, he's not a supporter, he's, he's a friend of the club, but he's, he's no Mill fan, Barney Rone of The Guardian, uh, published the big story, probably the biggest story, arguably, in some respects, or is it? Maybe there's bigger ones yet to come. The claims by Renewal, the uh, favoured uh, developers who are looking to compulsory purchase, still possibly looking to compulsory purchase our car park and our stadium lands, despite the victory in Bermondsey Day recently. This hasn't gone away completely. Lewisham Council have left open the possibility of it being revived at some stage in the future. They will want to back and help their favoured renewal 
developers. Um, Barney Rone published a fantastic piece of investigative journalism this week um, in which uh, it turns out that Sport England, um, who have um, been claimed by the Surrey Canal Sports Foundation, the charity that sits at the very heart of this scheme that's going to construct this um, grandiose energise basketball table tennis sports centre that sits in at the centre of the new Bermondsey scheme, right slap bang on our car park proposed to anyway. Um, they've been claiming that they've had £2 million worth of funding pledged by a body called Sport England. It used to be called, I think, the, the, the Sports Council or something, English Sports Council. It's a, a government um, body that funds public money into sport and you know, facilities around the country. So why is this important? The reason it's important is that the Energize Centre is the the, the kind of coat peg on which this proposed scheme, which hasn't been completely dismissed yet by, by Lewisham Council, that is the coat peg on which the whole thing hangs. It's the, it's the reason that compulsory purchase can be used for public good. And the idea is that this sports centre, to be managed by a charity called the Surrey Canal Sports Foundation, sat upon by um, Sir Stephen Bullock, so-called Mayor of, Lond of Lewisham, not Mayor of London, um, until recently, Peter John, leader of Suffolk Council, he's now um, bailed out like um, like one of the, uh, uh, the scene in Titanic where, where the man manages to get himself in amongst the women and children leaving the, the sinking ship. He's, he's bailed out um, and chaired by Stephen Norris, the, the failed mayor candidate for London twice over. Uh, that body has been claiming that it's had £2 million worth of funding allocated to it by Sport England, when in actual fact it is revealed this week um, that that is an entirely false claim. Uh, Barney's um, journalism, and also repeated by the new shopper, in all fairness, uh, has shown that they were asked to cease and desist with this claim in 2014, and yet they carried on. Um, now... I've posed a question um, chirpily online, as, as is my way on Twitter, uh, as to what would happen to a Lewisham benefit claimant, a housing benefit claimant, or someone who makes a claim on, on housing services, perhaps, or any kind of grant or service who uses false information. What do you think would happen to that person, dear listener? I think I know what would happen to that person. They may fa face eviction, they may face court action, they would certainly face some kind of punishment of some sort for making false claims in pursuit of public money. Now, it seems that uh, in the old Robert Maxwell adage that the bigger the, uh, the, bigger the, the, the debt, the, uh, the more it's somebody else's problem. And in this particular case, it does become somebody else's problem in the shape of the GLA. Now, let me explain. The GLA um, designated New Bermondsey as what they call a new uh, housing zone, special status area that attracts money, always comes back to money, dear listeners. It attracted £20 million worth of grant money allocated by the GLA for its designation as a housing zone. And that was built upon a case made in a document submitted by Lewisham Council, which repeats the claim that at the centre of the proposed scheme, the proposed new town almost, that's going to be called New Bermondsey, is the energised sports centre um, run by the Surrey Canal Sports Foundation with pledges from, you guessed it, including Sport England and its £2 million. So the, 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 the essence of this is, and the reason why it's important, and the reason why we keep banging on about it on Twitter, you probably, you might be bored by it on Twitter, and I apologise to you, but it's massively, massively important that we, we pound this into the ground, is that that £20 million claim via the GLA was built on false information. It is false to claim that 
£2 million was allocated to Sport England for the sports centre that sits at the heart of the whole renewal scheme. Now, £20 million alone is, is big enough. That's, that's, that certainly takes it into the... Um, the serious realms, shall we call it? Um, it becomes even more serious when you step back from the whole idea of it and, and, and look forwards because we've had information that the value of the new Bermondsey scheme as a whole, it, once it's developed and completed, whenever that might be in the future, but the total value of the property development ultimately is in the realms of £2 billion. Now that all rests on the critical fulcrum that is the Surrey Canal Sports Foundation running the Energize Centre. And at the centre of that potential two billion, too large, very large, is the false claim of funding at the very heart of that charity. So I'm going to let that sink in for a moment whilst you consider just what that means. It's actually a really serious allegation. And it stacks up because Sport England are reported here by the news shopper. This is all online. You don't have to go far to find this stuff. I will repost it later if you do follow me on at CBL underscore magazine or else, as you know, at A underscore M underscore S underscore groups. We'll be posting this stuff out all, all later on this evening. <clears throat> you will have seen it already over the course of the week. This is a huge story. It should be treated as a huge story. Um, you will not, you've not heard the last of this because this is a massive, massive sum of money potentially at stake built on the idea of false claims. News Shopper story. I'm just reading it. Jess Clark for the News Shopper. Um, two days ago, Surrey Canal Sports Foundation, the charity at the centre of the new Bermondsey and Mill CPO controversy, spread the false claim they had £2 million for funding for three years after they asked to stop. They were issued a cease and desist notice by Sport England and they carried on. This is why we are campaigning so hard online. It's why we continue to campaign hard online. I appreciate it. We all want to talk football. The, the, the situation on the field is fantastic at the moment. And we all want to um, see the club progress. But until this, until this controversy is once and for all dealt with, until Lewisham Council have announced they will never, ever issue compulsory purchase orders against our club, then we have to carry on. The... Um, the outcome of this particular aspect of it um, remains to be seen. We've got information coming to us. We, you, you all have heard of the uh, the man of mystery, Swiss Tony, that we that we refer to constantly. He's a real person. He's very sharp. He knows his stuff inside out. He knows it way better than some of the city councillors that are starting to buy online because they are sweating. They are sweating. This is big, and this is going to play out in its own way to its own conclusion. And I'll say no more than that, but just consider the sums of money in, involved. A false claim that you've got £2 million worth of funding that leads you on to a grant worth £20 million of public money that potentially allows you, in the end, to own something worth £2 billion. £2 billion. That's what we're talking about. So the information that we have will be made available to any authority that wants to come and get it. We are looking into other aspects of this. The AMS um, is clearly legally connected, as, I'm, as you would hope. And this storyline will continue to run. Um, I'm probably going to leave it there at the moment. We've, we've had all sorts of um, silliness online from various cabinet members of Lewisham Council actually quite paltry really when you step back and look at it it's it's um playground stuff and they really don't know what they've come up against here our little club our beloved little millwall has stumbled into something huge um 
let's see where it finishes. I'm going to close it there. I apologise for this week's show being slightly smaller and, and shorter than, than normal. That is due to events beyond my control yesterday. So thank you for listening, dear listeners. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. This story has some way yet to go. I'm going to be back next week. Arriva Dirty Millwall. And I'm not going away with some dirty Northern punts to spit all over me. Ah. These spits over me. I'm You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.